When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Everybody welcome to Lost in America, episode 188. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Michael Ira Kaplan. Yes, sir. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Kaplan America on Instagram. This show is at Lost in America Pod on Instagram. On the show today, we have the great Mike Cannon, stand-up comedian Mike Cannon, straight out of New York City. I wanted to have him on today because he recently did. First of all, Cap, I'm going back to New York in um, one by next episode. By next week, I will be doing this in Brooklyn, New York. Now, Mike Cannon, he's already there. I think he's been near there the whole time, but he's now out doing comedy shows and I want to know what my future's like. I want to know what happens when I get back to New York City next week. Can I do? Are these outdoor shows? Are these standing in a park? Am I busking? Am I in a subway? That probably yeah. sounds like a bad idea. There's probably more probably. coronavirus there than in a comedy club. But he did a show, Cap. He was on a stage in a parking lot um, with everyone inside their car. Now, Mike Cannon's a stand-up comic. At uh, the Comedy Cellar in New York City, yeah, he tours the United States, states. Yeah, so he's like a headlining. He's a headliner comedian. He just put out a special called "Life Begins" uh, on YouTube that you can go go check out now. And about having a kid, actually. But mm. I want to find out what that's like. Now, he, I believe, this parking lot was right next to where you live. It's not. Yeah, it's in Queens. Uh, it's it's an area that I. It's a place we go to a lot. It's in the parking lot of a diner. I've been. I've seen the whole setup because we were there recently, and I saw. I didn't know it was for comedy, but I saw the whole setup. All the. I thought there was an event going on or a concert or so, something. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're gonna find out. Is are it, those good? Are those bad? Yeah. Before any be- things to do. So yeah. Before all that, Cap, we have our YouTube page. We're now yeah, putting yeah. video from every episode. Just the interview section of every episode is going on our YouTube page, Lost in America, over there. You can check out the Mike Cannon one now. You can check out last week with James Matter. But you said we got commenters. Yeah, you know, you got to mention we're at Lost in America. Subscribe so you get them immediately. And I'm, you know, I, I'm just looking here like because I've got nothing to do and I'm looking at all the comments. And I thought there was a uh, I wanted to give a shout out, you know, to a D plumber. He gave us his comment and he said on the Ari Shafir episode, he said, it's cool how you are both in a kid's bedroom. <laughs> yes, because you were, I was in Ruby's bedroom that episode, if you remember, and the only time I ever recorded there. And Is that so, a co- I don't know if that's a compliment. Did you say that? Was well, a- so I wrote, glad you appreciate that I'm a father who can't afford an apartment with an office. That sounds and like he- an attack from D Plumber. <laughs> yeah, well, he wrote back. So he said it was he thought it was cool and he stands by it. He likes the realness of it. And he was then he wrote, I wasn't trying to offend. I even edited it from being gender specific to not for that reason. So I and I wasn't offended. Um, he thought it was cool. You know, I, I'm look. I live in New York City. I need we need Patreon subscribers. I can't afford an office, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm authentic. Kaplan, Kaplan, Kaplan. I, I, when the, let me give you some advice. This is yeah. 2020. When in doubt, yeah. be offended. Oh, I'm supposed to be offended? Should I make? And, I don't like to make our fans enemies. Well, it sounds like an attack. Uh, mm. D Plumber. I don't know if he is a fan. Maybe he's an Ari Shafir fan. He watched us because of that, and now he's coming after us. <laughs> this sounds also probably you shouldn't be watching. He was probably it sounds like he was surprised that the. <laughs> That you is it not re- normal to comment as actual podcast hosts on your own comments? I don't think professionals do that. No, mm, I think kind of reveal one, myself. One sign that we're amateurs is that you're going what? around responding to people on well, YouTube. I'm, I'm a guy who records out of my daughter's bedroom. So what do you expect? That's what you get. It's the whole package. It's the whole package. When I get my own office, then I'll stop replying to comments. But I'm a man of the people. You comment, you're going to get something back from me if you say if you come at me or Turner. If you insult us, I mean, Turner's on the lamb. Where is he supposed to stay? Where is he supposed to record? So. Well, you can cut. You have to defend me. I'm too highbrow. I'm too big yeah. time to comment yeah, yeah, on yeah, these yeah. things. I'm the, I'm the muscle here. You're the muscle. So that's it. Cap, did you want? OK, um, uh, Mike's going to be in here in a minute, but I want to talk about Hamilton. Yeah, it's going. It's a Fourth of July tradition like no other. Hamilton for the people, right? Well, it's like the way you watch uh, Ten Commandments on. Is it Christmas or Easter? You watch Ten Commandments Easter? I, think. <laughs> I like how oh. you assume Christians do these things. 
That's what you do. It's on TV or you watch It's a Wonderful Life. Hamilton ah, is yes. the new, the 4th of July version of that on Disney+. Plus. Oh, God help us if that's the case. <laughs> My God. First of all, um, it is interesting that this is a play for the people that cost $2,000 or more to go see in New York City. And uh, well, so it is nice. tense. Broadway's over. You're never going to be. It would have been worth it to pay it because it's never coming back. So. Uh, in this age of Corona, but yeah, so you now you can see it for free or for whatever it costs to get Disney Plus. Now you can see My- it. I like people who are like, it's not true to the original script. That's what I've seen been seen. It's not true to real life. That didn't actually happen. It's like, oh, really? What? Uh, they they all the founding fathers weren't all black guys. <laughs> didn't realize <laughs> well, that that's not uh, so. Accurate. So my kids are so innocent that they don't like that. That was when Hamilton was made. That was the whole point. That was controversial a few years ago, right? In these days when I mean it, it controversial, it, according to who I don't think. Well, it was. I mean, some people were upset by this several years ago. I, 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 but my kids are so innocent. They are the other way around where we're watching it. And, you know, George Washington comes on for his first scene and he's black in the play. And Ruby goes, is that really George Washington? Which is like uh, yeah, so yeah. many levels. What age? <laughs> What's her education level? Oh, well, she, she's in kindergarten. Well, she didn't finish kindergarten. You're right. As she, you, know, as you said she, famously, she dropped out of kindergarten. I mean, I don't know if in what part, what stage they were going to. In the second half of kindergarten, they teach you that people die and whatever. At what so point yeah, she, do they teach you who George Washington is? I, I mean, she's never looked at a dollar bill because she's from a generation <laughs> that doesn't use cash. So I don't know. This is a but, great point. Yeah, and then and then her. I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the Patreon, but people don't listen, so they should know that they. Uh, she comes out. The, the other big thing that her blew her mind was that uh, King George comes in. He does a big entrance. You know, this is what some of the real comic, some of the funnier stuff in Hamilton. I think are the King George numbers, and she just was. That was her favorite. That was her hero of the movie of the play. The, the one movie. white guy. The white guy, because he's a king, and she's a real classic Karen in training. She loves. She's a white woman who just loves royalty. So she's like, as, yes, real, as we say, as we say on this podcast, all white American women love <laughs> royalty. So she she was very excited. It was a king. So now, what I want to get to this so, though. What did so, they think about the? Um, I didn't know this was coming. I don't. I I don't know the Hamilton. Get real. Who who knows more? But all I know from Hamilton is that milk commercial from twenty five years ago, right? I know he got shot by Aaron Burr. That's the whole thing. But I didn't know about the cheating scandal. Well, yeah, they didn't. First of all, they didn't pick up on the whole get shot. You know, it's in the song where it says, "I'm the damn fool shot him," and they've heard the song a hundred times because that's why we watched it. They didn't understand that when he dies at the end. When he spoiler alert, when he gets shot, they were like, "What? Why did he shoot him?" But anyway, yes, and then. They are very so the whole the whole situation with the cheating, you know. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of confusing because he likes both sisters and he marries one, which really confused them. Like Ruby was so confused, they were like, "What's going on?" Like when he's like holding hands with the one he's not marrying. Same, so same like, over thought, here. Same over here. Yeah. The kids, uh, Natalie specifically, was like, uh, "Why? Why is he holding hands with that person?" And it was a lot of questions. What is that? Yeah, and then later the whole. Yeah, the whole affair that he has, they went right over their head. They didn't even, I didn't, I didn't explain to him. It was like they just didn't understand that whole scene happened. So we skip ahead. But then when they get, he gets busted and he still don't really know what's going on. But then, Wait, can we slow down here? Yeah. How did they not know the affair? I'm assuming everyone listening has already watched this, by the way. But how did yeah. they not know the affair happened? I mean, he's making out with a whole different person on stage. That's when the kids over here, heads exploded. And they, well, were, they were very. That's so uh, wrong. You can't do that. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> they, I don't know. They don't see color. So they didn't notice that now he's making out with the black actress, not the white actress. I don't know. They just didn't uh, notice it. No, they 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 noticed the hand holding at one point. They were like, what's going on? I don't think it was. Oh, the cheating part. You mean? Yeah, that's. Yeah, he didn't that's hard to miss. Sister. Yeah, that's but hard to miss. I will uh, say it was two and a half to nine hours long, somewhere in that range. So I could see kids checking out from time to time. Yeah, but then so then what the what really got them was towards the end when when um, when he gets busted and his and his wife is doing this whole number, basically like how heartbroken she is, and that's when they, that's when they number. call. It's all a song, a song. Oh, uh, I thought musical. you meant like she's oh, like the real song and dance. Oh, wow. She's heard big <laughs> no, deal. This it's a number. musical. They're called <laughs> musical numbers. So, so at one point, Thompson Teddy's like, what's going on? Why is she mad at him? And I was like, uh, he did something. I was just like, he did something to make her mad. She's like, what she, what he do? And I was like, oh, it's hard to explain, but she's just really upset with him and she might never forgive him. And then we go on like 30 seconds and that like wasn't acceptable. He like takes the controller and pauses it and goes, no, really? What did yeah. he out, What did he do to her? Why is she so upset? So then I was like, uh, he kissed another woman. And she's like, oh, 
okay. And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't kiss another woman if you're married. And that like worked. And then like literally you press play and it's like this next line in the musical number is like, you brought another woman into your bed. And it's like, (laughs) well, and then about two minutes later, she just magically forgives him. And then they go on with their life. Yeah. And at that point I turned to Teddy and I was like, listen, you're a good looking kid. You're charming. This is what you do. You can, you get it. You get people, women. To, uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, this is a lesson, teachable moment. You can get people to uh, forgive you. But uh, if you could sit, especially if you could sing. So that was, yeah, it's, it's very, I mean, it's like you want them to learn about the truth about history, right? I mean, it's not a really poor. Well, there story, was but, one and th- slight part they glossed over though. And that was that I Googled it after the wife's family uh, was apparently the biggest slave owning family in the state of New York. Ah, no, they, who, they didn't they didn't know this was going to be controversial five years ago, but <laughs> they really but, did it. They, that's before they knew. Uh, what, well, before the, they knew you know what the other big there. thing with kids was, was, exp- you know, you spend all this time teaching kids like to not fight, you know, and then I got the hero of the thing is having duels. There's duels left and right. And I'm trying to explain to them like the, what duels. I'm like, this is why you don't live in Jersey because they say it's legal. Like it's a very they didn't they're like what's going to happen. I don't understand. They just shot him. I was like, well, it was a duel. It was like, these are the rules. <laughs> well, and how about this? How about losing your, um, now granted, she is a daughter of the biggest slave owner in the state of New York, but still, how about losing your son and your husband to the exact same way of both of them not knowing the rules of a duel? Yeah, they just lose <laughs> the gun in the air well, and then the getting thing. shot. It's like, and that's what. And that's why Alexander Hamilton could never be president. Let's be honest. You can't have a president who thinks that you go to a duel and you stick your head in the air. And like, no. you got you to gotta have a killer instinct. You know, <laughs> as a great man once said, shooters got to shoot, right? Shooters got to shoot. If you're going to. No, I don't condone killing. But if you're going to enter a duel, you've got to you got to be prepared to fire. Right. I mean, that's that seems duel 101. A 101. I mean, yeah. Do you think they taught that? Like, did they have a duel class back then? Because. You know, it seems they should like have if they his did kid not. didn't seem like he was prepared. And I would have if I was dealing with my son, if this ever comes up, they bring back duels because we're we're going into a lawlessness that we talked about. this So who knows? Maybe duels will come back and I would sit Teddy down. I would say, you know what? Let's do a practice round. Let's just go through it. Let's just, yeah, maybe get out like the Nerf gun or something. Let's get out the Nerf. Gu- oh, we could do this with water guns. Yeah, let's just take 10 steps and just turn and shoot at nine. Who's going to stop you? What- do whatever you want. Just the one thing you don't do is point your gun in the air and not yeah, shoot that it. That seems like the worst thing. And I have a question. What do you? How many times have you looked up dual history? Where, like, what if they do that thing in like which Rocky movie was it where they both get knocked out at the same time? Like, oh man, Ro- they, uh, that's Ro- is it Rocky. Is Rocky every Rocky two? But it might I think it's be Rocky two. two. Rocky two. Yeah, yeah, Rocky two. So him and Apollo. Like, why wouldn't? How many times would you just have a duel where both guys would kill each other? Well, I you would both think shoot most of them. <laughs> Yeah, especially back in those days. Ten steps, especially back in those days, where you know now guns go fast, bullets go fast. But back in those days, it might take twenty minutes to get from one side of the field to the other. Yeah, I mean, you saw in Hamilton, they could pause the bullet, which also seemed confused them and have a whole song and dance number while you're. But yeah, it's it's and 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 I'm a little glad. You know, you always say like you don't want to live like in different time periods. Yeah, you think maybe you do. Well, you know, I can't squint, I can't fire a weapon, I'd be a disaster in a duel. So I'm really. I was really thankful watching that. Yeah, you don't have the ability to squeeze a trigger. Am I right? I think I could squeeze a trigger. I just aiming's the issue. It would just be I a total, aiming. total randomness whether I won that duel or not. I'd probably well, go you'd for win nine. it against Hamilton because he'd shoot in the air. <laughs> he'd shoot in the air. Yeah, exactly. He's he like, could get five like, shots off before he decided uh, he realized he was still shooting. Yeah, but you know what, Alexander Hamilton did. We should we should be remiss if we didn't if we didn't end it by mentioning this point. He founded the New York Post. The newspaper. No, he didn't. Did he really? Yes, he did. He founded the New York Post. And that's somehow they didn't really hone in on that in the play. But that's what launched my uh, my my council. That's probably why he got shot. He probably he probably uh, (laughs) published a salacious article about Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr was spotted canoodling at a certain Mm. New York City night spot. Yeah, exactly. Outed him for cheating on his wife. And all of a sudden he got shot. Yeah. So anyway, everyone go see Hamilton. It's still, even though we spoil the whole thing for you, you should check it out. Let's get to our guest. The guy's waiting. He's a great dude. Uh, Mike Cannon. Should we zoom him in? Zoom him in. <laughs> All right, we're back with Mike Cannon. Welcome to the show, man. 
Thanks for having me, bud. Yes, thank you for doing it. I um, wanted to have you on specifically because I watched your video. I don't know if that was a week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. where you did the show in the parking lot and everyone was in their cars. And then Kaplan, isn't that right outside where you live? I go to that. Yeah, I go to that diner. I used to go to that diner all the time, every weekend. My kids love it. They have like free muffins, mini muffins, like the the ones you Hell get. Yeah. In the, in, they give them to you when you're waiting for your food instead of bread. And that's that. They'll, and it's one of those diners that has like everything, like lobsters in a pot. They have like the, the giant menu diner, the classic diner. So. Including awesome. outdoor comedy. Now they have outdoor <laughs> yeah. comedy. So they really, it's a great. Yeah. Well, that's, so what, would, that's what's hilarious is I think that that element of their business is growing. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're putting on shows now multiple times a week with different producers. Oh, are they? Yeah, because I just got invited to do a show there on Friday and it was from somebody, uh, Jay Nog booked me for that first one that the yeah. video came from. And this was from a completely different producer. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm skipping out on his name, but uh, yeah. So it's it like, like these are comedy clubs now. Well, <laughs> yeah, dude. They also have, I was going to say, they also have like movies and everything there. Like it's a full, f- oh, they've nice. made it into a s- event space now, like this location you've picked, this diner a- spot. So. Adapt or die, baby. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's a that's a smart move. <laughs> It's like becoming, yeah, these are the clubs where like, like the grizzly pair where it's like different bookers every night. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. and now I got Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. I was just going to, this, this feels like the makings of a new, you know, village lantern. <laughs> so is the, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's right. My first year in New York was barking awesome. at the lantern for a year. Same here. Yeah. Was it? I mean, yeah. yeah, for comedy. I did, uh, I initially uh, barked and then made for answered the phone and sat people at Broadway for like a year and a half, two years. And then after I got banned from there for various <laughs> ridiculousness, I, uh, I went down to the lantern and kind of barked there for a little bit until I, you know, just started getting on I'm shows. I'm pretty sure I'm also banned from Broadway. <laughs> uh, I'm back now. Ever since I, right when I started getting TV stuff, they're like, ah, right, you know, you can come back. <laughs> Well, mine was just the guy. Uh, I, I I made the mistake of like asking this one, the guy twice how mm. to. I was like, "Hey, man, I'd like to like. Tr- uh, what's the audition system?" And he was like, "Oh, he put me into the whole like, the bringer thing, you know." Sure, yeah. And then I didn't. I was like, "Oh no, I don't think I'm think I'm going to do that." And then I asked him again, like a year, like a year ago, maybe. And he was uh-huh. like, "You asked me about this three years ago." Like, don't don't call here anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. That's hilarious. It's like, <laughs> and we haven't changed or adapted a bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> like so I think I'm out. At you. But, yeah. Uh, so how was how was the uh, the parking lot thing? It was okay. I mean, it was it was one of those things where you know it's it's like going back to condoms, kind of. You know, it's like it's it's different. Turns out. It, yeah, it's still great. <laughs> it's still great and it's fun. But like the connect, the disconnect is definitely there. You know, you're performing to people that are in their own individual pods and cars and they're th- looking through a windshield. So I, I would assume it feels like a fucking zoo exhibit for them, you know, but I'm just, you know, the saving grace was like the six people right up front because they they normalized the show a little bit. It felt like we were kind of bouncing, you know, shit off of real people. Yeah, they had like six people in lawn chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, honestly, I don't, you know, I, I get the the optics of a drive-in and that sounds and looks cool. But Che is doing, you know, Michael Che is doing shows in, in a parking lot and everybody is socially distanced outside of their cars. They're sitting in, you know, circled off areas where it's safe and fine. And honestly, I think that's that's better. But I'm sure you could probably fit more cars in. Have you been to that one? I have not yet. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I haven't gone in yet. Do you know is that where also he does in Long it? Island City? Is that that is? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't it's gone. In Long it's really, that's close to me. Yeah. Well, this is kind of my question in general. So, you, how long have you been back for in New York? I've been here the whole time. I mean, I oh. so I was in Brooklyn for you know up until March fifteenth. March fifteenth was my last set at the Comedy Cellar as part of the taping for this week at the Cellar. So I did the last show, last taping. Which, you know, I left it all out on the field, baby. I was like fucking Lombardi up there. I was literally <laughs> diving onto the piano and just, you know, trying to <laughs> try to give them a good time and also, you know, remember it for as long as possible. You understood but, uh, the moment. Yeah, exactly. There were co- a couple of comics with their like hands in their pockets kind of being like, this is weird. And it's like, what are you kidding, dude? I mean, if what you're going to go down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get canceled that night. Say something really offensive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I was considering there were cameras rolling. I was certainly letting it fly. (laughs) How was let's start there, though, because my last Mm. on on March 6th, I think 
I think my last show was March 6th because on March like 9th, I, I found out I had been exposed three days earlier to someone with oh, coronavirus. Shit. So then we quarantined for two weeks and then just left. Right. And so mine was way early. Like most people didn't even know. That's when we were like, there's nine cases in New York right. City. Meanwhile, there's like 30,000 or 100. Also, 000. good for you for being responsible, because I know a lot of comics that would have been like, well, I wasn't really exposed or like try to, you know, try to figure out a way to get like six more days of work out of it. Well, the thing I mean, when it's, I think it's different when you're married. Yes. Where it's like it's, <laughs> when you have a female's when you have reasonable reason, input. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if most comics are like, well, I give a shit. Like I'm gonna give it yeah. to my roommate, big deal, you know. Right. But if you give it to your wife, I mean, like it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention having a having a kid, that definitely influenced me because we were in Brooklyn and you know, it was fine, but we had a we lived in a sizable two bedroom. But even that, man, you know, with with lack of lack of air and just not being able to be outside and the fucking bloods were like on my front stoop still playing dice and like smoking weeds <laughs> and selling uh, smoking weeds and uh, you know, selling whatever the hell they sell. And you know, it was like it just became too overwhelming. So we were like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. We came to Rockland County, which is right outside of the city and also the second biggest coronavirus area oh, yeah. in New York. Was, wasn't that the original spot? Rockland well, yeah, yeah. It, it typically, and I don't want to come off anti-Semitic here. Yeah, I'm just going, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> I'm a Jew. I can say it. It's the Hasidic community that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that is like the most saturated area of infection. A lot sure. of funerals, huh, Kaplan? A lot of funerals. Have you gone to any, you need air. Have you gone to any Hasidic funerals already there? Well, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just to, just to celebrate. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> at some point, de Blasio, didn't he ban funerals? He banned like Jewish funerals. Well, he banned all funerals, but he, th- yeah. yeah. But he, said, he just made, he made a really ill-advised tweet where he was like, <laughs> listen up, Jews. And it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, dude. The phrasing was bad. He didn't have yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah. He could have but, specified, been like, hey, to my, you know, Orthodox Hasidic community that feels so strongly they still must congregate, please, for the love of God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. don't. So what, so the last night of the cellar by the 15th, like kind of, People knew what was going on, right? Like we audience knew, yeah. wise. Like we audience. knew the next day. Liz Furiati is the manager over there, and she—I mean, she runs you know pretty much the whole day-to-day show, you know, as a point person. And she, you know, she was telling us, "This is our fucking. This is it. You know, we can only seat eighty in the Village Underground, which seats I think a little over two hundred, but they were being safe." And, uh, you know, everybody had their own microphone. Everybody had this weird little condom that they put over the microphone. You know, we were still sitting next to each other because it, it, it's early. You know, we didn't know what the fuck was really going on. We were yeah. just like, oh, this is, this is crazy. I can't believe businesses are going to shut down for two weeks tops. <laughs> you know, I know. I remember like, two oh, weeks. no, what am I going to do till mid-April? Yeah. This is going to yeah. be a yeah. disaster. I was having like writing sessions with friend, a couple other comics Mm-hmm. For a couple, like, I want to say like 10 days being like, all right, well, we got to like keep material. I need someone to bounce this off of yeah. until we come back in a few weeks. Cause I, I can't, I'm used to getting on stage every night and now I can't. So, and then after like two weeks of that, we're like, all right, this is not right. This yeah. I think I put out, I think I put out a video every day for like nine or 10 days. And I was like, I got to space this out. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I am just full sprinting a marathon for some reason. So was the so the audience must have been on fire knowing that like the danger element mm-hmm. when you're in a room, I feel like it adds to comedy. I think so. I mean, it depended. It, it, it was completely dependent on the energy the comedian brought, because like I said, there were a few, you know, fucking deer and headlights, comedians, hands in their pockets who they were scared and they transferred that energy to the audience. So the audience was like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is kind of our last night and this is a bummer. And then, you know, myself and a couple other comics, you know, just pretty much decided like, all right, you know, we got to go out with with having some fun. If we're here, if we're getting coronavirus, we might as well fucking laugh. Yeah. Don't go. If that's your, if you're like freaked out to be on stage. So, um, I, yeah, I'm now remembering it was, I think like March 10th. I was, uh, it must've been March 9th because the night before I found out I had been exposed, I was supposed to go out and do a spot and I walked down the street, but it was cold and I was totally fine in my apartment. And then remember there was like a few weeks where everyone was just convinced we all had it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like the first few weeks of it, like you'd be like, oh, my sore, my throat's all of a sudden sore. I must have coronavirus. Right. And so I was walking to the subway and I sneezed once and like three people looked at me and I just turned around and walked. Yeah. Out. I, <laughs> I remember that same week because I remember I coughed when I was she, sitting next to somebody and, and she goes, yeah. you cough. she just turns to me, goes, you coughed. 
Like, yeah. like I was, okay, I coughed. Sorry. I was in the subway platform in Brooklyn and I sneezed and, and these people looked at me and I was, I just called my wife. I'm like, I'm coming home. Yeah. Like, it was shame, the shame. And yeah. Shame. I mean, and that, and it's also just like when allergies are ramping up and all that shit. So, you know, it, it led to some dicey moments though, even in the showroom, because I remember, you know, people were coughing and sneezing, like leading up to that in early March. And it's like, you guys got to be fucking kidding, you know, and, and it's like <laughs> you, you got to know what we're doing here and what everybody is afraid of. And, you know, this is probably the most nationalistic moment I've ever had. And it's, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, there was a, at West Fort or not West Fort, Fort East Fourth Street, New York Comedy Club. You know, this Chinese kid started sneezing and coughing. And I just looked at him and I'm like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm not I'm like, I'm not being a dick, but you got to yeah. be kidding. Yeah. I can't walk the same way. I can't walk around with an AR. 15 poking out of the top of my shirt <laughs> you know because people are you know justifiably scared i might do something you can't be fucking hacking it up well that's <laughs> what's so funny now is like so much stuff has happened in three months that going it almost feels like blaming the virus on like doing a joke about chinese people having yeah, it's coronavirus so it's like so it's dated so now. dated yeah. it's so dated <laughs> i Dude, saw now, a clip of now that. it's the italians yeah exactly <laughs> Well, that's the whole reason. That's what Cuomo said. He was he was ho he was facing China, thinking we were getting it from them. Yeah, and then it came from Europe, and that's why he wasn't ready for it. That's oh, it's so whole... true. My my son brought it up yesterday. He said something about does Italy is it still really bad in Italy? Because I said it wasn't bad in China anymore, and I totally had forgotten that Italy was the place too. Like that's like. Dude, that, three months ago now, we're, we're way past that. What, what a sad and ominous yeah. time in Twitter when Italy was like, we are all dying <laughs> out of their windows to each other. It's like, yeah, they're playing tennis right. off rooftops and they're singing yeah. every night. And, and the best we could do was bang pots and pans. Yeah. Hey, they were yeah, like we're composing. They were composing like orchettos. Dude, and that's like, how you can tell how white Harlem has gotten is there's just no rhythmic beating of pots and pans. It's just a bunch of gentrifiers slapping metal together. Yeah, and, and you should see those pots and pans. They've never been used, those pots and pans. They're just uh, this is the first time. <laughs> so then the, so the outdoor show. So what are the options for shows? Or like, what have you done so far in New York? So I just did that show. That was the only one I was supposed to do. Oh, shit. I forgot I'm doing two shows tomorrow. Um, I was supposed to do the uh, drive-in show Friday, but it rained. So that got canceled. And then yeah. tomorrow I'm doing two shows in Central Park for Stand Up New York. So they yes. do they do shows out there, which I guess is like microphone-less, I assume because of they are permitless. But uh, <laughs> we don't but that, Stand Up New York. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. After but that they actually, the, uh, that sounds more fun to me than you know performing to cars yeah i would do that i might come out to that when i come back just check it out where do you yeah. guys like where even is it do you know i don't know yet yeah it's, uh, it's somewhere in the upper west i assume but then this weekend i'm on the fucking road for the first time since march so i'm doing comics mohegan sun in connecticut okay is yeah. that, that's inside that's inside yeah. baby yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> and what's the deal with that what are they uh I mean, apparently it's like 25% capacity. They're uh, they're taking everybody's temperature, making everybody wear masks, you know, following every CDC pos rule possible, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't know, man. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't fucking, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shouldn't they? Um, I have an idea. Should they take anybody with antibodies should show the test and you stick them in the front row because it's like yeah. you're protecting the performers. <laughs> they can laugh then freely. You don't have to worry about them spitting, whatever. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're antibodies. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get tested after, like, you know, it's like at this point I'm pot committed. I'm going, I told, yeah. you know, my agent set it up. I I'm going, it's, it's happening. I am one of those assholes that thought I may have had it in January. You know, I had like, I had a fever and a sore body. We didn't really know what it was. You know, I just assumed it was a passing three day flu or whatever. And then I kind of got over it. But, um, you know, I also heard antibodies don't, last forever I mean, <laughs> so no it's like what the fuck's going on yeah. no one knows anything but we did have a guy on a couple weeks ago who had the exact same story as you got that he was sick in early february Sorry. yeah got tested and he does have the antibodies so yeah, it, and he's no, been no donating kidding. the plasmas he had right. coronavirus in early february in new york wow. city yeah oh yeah off the books you know <laughs> yeah, so he's donating plasma do you get money for that 
He says you can, but he hasn't been taking money. Apparently, he's he's just wants to be a good person. But oh, I would, fuck that, yeah. dude. He's I not a comic. Ring, so. I would <laughs> ring every cent out yeah. of that possible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I think you have to report it uh, on your Department of Labor unemployment uh, forms. But. I'm certain you do. <laughs> days worked. It's two I days know. worked. Yeah, that's the that's the only bad thing. I'm gonna miss out on a week of unemployment because I'm fucking <laughs> working. So uh, I know it's. I, it's like so funny because every every cl- every club's like that. That's coming back. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, we're ta- we're doing what the CDC says, but also like in the end, we're trusting comedy club owners, right? You know, yeah, I, th- I think no. So the the this frightening part is that it's in a casino, yeah. and the most reassuring part is that it's in a casino because I think they're going to be under like real watchful eyes that they have to really follow shit or else they can get shut down. And it's, it's, you know, millions and millions of dollars of a swing. So I think with that at stake, hopefully they'll keep to the playbook a little bit, you know? And it's just like hard to know what to do. Right. Right. And and if they don't, if I feel unsafe, I I don't, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, well, I'm here. I got to be here forever. I will. I'll just be like, all right, I'm not doing this. Yeah. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Just have Sagalo headline or something. That's right. He is opening for me. So (laughs) yeah, thank God he's coming. Dude, they were, I think they were trying to give me a local guy and I was like, you know, no offense to the local scene, but I'm not going and quarantining in a room and then coming out for an hour a day without a friend. Like I, I will kill myself if you do that to me. Yeah, and also somebody that you can be around. You, I mean, if you have to be in the green right. room with him, I don't really know how that works. But yeah, exactly. Um, I'm also bringing the homeless pimp, so he's the one that uh, shot and edited the video for uh, at the drive-in. Now we're going to document this as well. Just, I just think this is so weird, man. That it's worth it's worth capturing, and if there's something to it, you know, just keep keep churning shit out and keeping people filled in. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's it feels like outdoors the way to go. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. I have a Friday night show. That we've just been doing on Zoom. I mean, I've been doing it for a few like years in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Just transferred it to Zoom, like a bar show, you know? And it's been going well, but I want to take it back. Like when I get back to New York next week, do it outside or figure out something that we can do. You know, maybe we're next to Park uh, Prospect Park in Park Slope. So maybe do it. Maybe do it there. I don't really know. That would be cool. I mean, what is the what is the permit situation for something like that? Or do you have to clear it with the city? I, I maybe, but I've been like complaining to my uh, local councilman so much about unemployment that I kind of know him now. <laughs> so I might just be like, yo, give me a permit. Hey, Ted, give me a fucking <laughs> permit. Yeah, I've been on the phone with them in their office like five times. So That's so funny. I, maybe I'll try to get one. Uh, or if you just do it without a mic, maybe I, they can't stop you from just standing up in a Just park. set off fireworks during the show and they won't stop then you. It'll That's be the fine. way to get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're saying I'm, I'm also waging uh, terror on, <laughs> on any protesters, then yeah. they'll, they'll allow it. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. There's your loophole. So, so, so um, yeah, go ahead, Cap. No, so you haven't, you, you've been coming back to New York. You came back for that show, but you, you're still living out in, in Rockland, not in Brooklyn, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I we actually broke our lease. So oh. we uh, we got out of our lease because we were going to move like right as this was happening. We were looking to break our lease. We were going to move to Jackson Heights. We found a place, all that stuff. And we put in a put in a contract already told our fucking landlord that we were done. You know, all this stuff. It turns out some other family like put in a contract or a bid like 20 minutes before we did. So we ended up not getting it which kind of was a blessing in disguise because that would have been, you know, it's it, to move is not inexpensive. That would have been like a $10,000 relocation considering, you know, if it, whatever, rent, breaking lease, moving, all that shit, right? So without work, it's nice that we didn't have to foot that bill. And we're lucky enough where my wife's mother still lives in Rockland County where we grew up and she has plenty of space. So we came out here and the baby, you know, I have a one-year-old son Mm. or he's going to be one and they have a pool, they have a yard, you know, he's able to go outside and he's been fucking flourishing in this so much so that it's going to make it tough to like lock him back up in the city. Yeah, and you don't have to go to any of these week those weekend like gymnastics places. Right. I used to. I have eight year old and a six year old, but I remember every weekend I felt the stress to get the uh, yeah. When they're that age, you're walking, you got to get them moving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got a house, you can just let them go. It's the best, and yeah, you know he, lo- he loves the pool. He, you know, he's it's stretched out. It's it's real nice. I don't, you know, I I still would like to live in Jackson Heights. I think I, I am a little perturbed at the uh, city's you know initial handling of all of this stuff, but you know. Who knows? So is the plan just to stay there until you guys figure out 
somewhere to live. Yeah. So I think until, because my wife, she, my wife owns her own business. She owns a floral design company that specializes in like weddings and big events. So her, her business also relies on fucking people congregating together Two yeah, dopes that didn't see a pandemic coming. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, we're trying to weather this as best as we can. And obviously, you know, unemployment and stuff helps. And now I'm starting to work sporadically, but you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's kind of Dude, playing it my, by ear. My wife was doing uh, sales for an events company. Yeah. You guys like should a, marry like a corporate events company. And like yeah. just immediately like 99% of the people got laid off. In the future, when you marry, you got to, one person's got to be in a pandemic friendly <laughs> job. Yeah. That's one true. person at Amazon Zoom. for every company. One person at Zoom or Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, you, so is the idea, this might be an, cause I'm trying to figure out how to, I have dates coming up mm-hmm. and I'm like, I already think I'm going to say no. I'm supposed to go feature for uh, Godfrey in Buffalo. Mm, right. But it's like, you know, feature money. I think I'm just going to, and I know the guy who runs it. I'm just going to yeah. be like, hey man, like rebook me in Jan, like after a, I'm not yeah, going to go up there to like break even. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Um, are, are they doing it outdoors or is that a, no, it's just like game on. Really? Oh, yeah. Ex- yeah. And then I think they might do some type of distancing, but like who knows till you actually get there. Sure. And, uh, and also with Connecticut, you can just drive back, right? Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. You know, I'd seven hours, I don't have a car. Or I, what I was going to do is I have all these miles. So I was going to fly, which that's what I've done before. <laughs> when I go to Buffalo, I take yeah. like a half hour flight and I'm there. But now it's like, no, no fucking way. I'm flying. Yeah. So, um, but for the other stuff, I think is the idea to just get tested right after. I and think then, so. I mean, I don't know if that's might a, be the move. Is that the move to do it right away or do you let it Couple set days. in for three days? Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. I got to let it get its hooks in me if uh, <laughs> if it, if in fact I do have it. So, you know, and it, obviously all that shit, it, it might not get you for two weeks or whatever. I have a buddy in Vegas who um, caught coronavirus and kind of shook it over a week. And this was two and a half months ago and he still has symptoms. So he mm-hmm. tests negative, but like wakes up with wild test, you know, uh, chest tightness. And he oh, is Jesus. like, he's like has scarring in his esophagus from like, all. Like, it's just That's fucking, what scares me. I know it's like, yeah. you might not die, but you could like not be able to talk for, I don't you know, get fucked up, man. So what about, let's talk about the album. I mean the, the special you shot. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. What if really cool move. First of all, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's awesome. Was also, was that true at the beginning? So just for, uh, I think we're going to set this up earlier. So we don't have to talk about what it is. I mean, we don't have to set it up too much, Okay. but, um, Colin, was it Colin Quinn was, yeah. Yeah. So I was there, I was just having dinner with, uh, Chris DiStefano and his daughter. And I'm, I wasn't one of those comics that kind of hangs out at the cellar all the time. You know, there's a bunch of people that don't work there that kind of fucking, you know, stake the place out and it's kind of weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. I was one of those standups or I was one of those guys that just like, you know, I'd pop my head in here and there, but I wanted to work to get there. You know, Same. I needed to get better at stand-up. So I was out doing spots instead of just like, you know, showing face and shit. But I happened to be there having dinner with Chris and uh Colin Quinn unfortunately had a well unfortunately and fortunately at the same time had a heart attack oh. and uh liz the manager just kind of looked at me she had seen me do you know do comedy once or twice and she was like hey do you want to do 30 like you know we'll split the time with you and chris colin can't make it and i was like yeah absolutely this is what makes it weird though that friday so this was that was tuesday that past friday i had a i was headlining governors or mcguire's one of those in long island and uh i had a panic attack as i was going on stage so i had the full like you know almost like press on your chest i couldn't breathe very well i had tunnel vision and i just irished my way through an hour like i just fucking i was like all right just do it you know the act just get there and like i just powered through 55 minutes of material and it went fine but while then i was having like, a panic attack while i was having a panic attack dude oh have you ever had one before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's it's kind of a thing with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. You might want to go to the doctor. I, I'm, I, yeah. I, yeah. Wait, yeah, Kaplan's had a heart attack. I've actually he, had a heart attack. So I was like, when you're saying the panic attack thing, I didn't know where this was going. Because I, I thought I had a panic attack a few days before the heart attack. Same. Oh, no experience. kidding. But then, no, it was actually a heart attack. So, 
So who knows? It might have been a heart attack. I never got to see the doctor. It'd be amazing if you had a heart attack and just powered through it. Honestly, that was a while ago. Apparently, I'm a pussy. I didn't power through it. It was definitely a panic attack though, because I was I was dealing with a ton of stress. I was also drinking a lot at the time, so like I had all that post booze anxiety. It was just like a perfect storm of shit. And I promise, from that moment, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do stand up for like a week. I like canceled my shows for that week specifically to take some time off and try to get my shit together. And then that Tuesday. Day, I got the biggest opportunity of my life. And I was like, all right. I almost said no, but I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. It turned out that I only had to do 20 minutes because Rich Voss jumped on the show as well. So Chris and Rich both are seasoned veterans at the Comedy Cellar. They feel no pressure. They could do whatever they want, especially in the fat black. And they were just running new bits. And I don't know if that was as a favor to me or if that was just something they felt like doing because when I went up, obviously I'm throwing fucking everything I have. I'm, I'm swinging yeah. for the fences, you know, every fastball, every, every a joke I have. And I did great. I had a really good set and that set got sent to Esty. And then a month, a month and a half I waited or two months even I, for an audition. And then I got an audition and passed. Did that's awesome. Did you know that that set was getting passed as it was getting passed? Or were you just like, Hey, that was one fun set. Now back to, well, I, I mean, I just knew that I did well and I was like, well, that couldn't have hurt. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was like, Liz was there and she's her and I get a lot got along at that point. I have never asked for favors. I never asked to audition. I didn't position myself to do anything. I was like, it'll happen when it happens. And, you know, I don't know if that was good. I think it was good, but it's also it, it helps to push a little bit and get yourself in in position when you feel ready. But I was always so reluctant with that place because it meant so much to me. Yeah. And right when I got off, she was like, I'm sending that set to Esty. And I was That's like, awesome. uh, okay. And she was, she was like, yeah, it was a great set. Good job. And, you know, it took a while for SD to get back to me, but with Liz's help and a bunch of comics also recommended me, it, it got in front of her. That helps too. I know what you mean though. I, I have friends who visit New York like a couple times a year and have been to the comedy cellar way more times than I have. <laughs> yeah. I walk by it every day and it's the same thing. I'm like, I'll go in if I'm, ta- if someone's in town and visiting and like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I'll take you in. But I don't, I feel like I want, I don't know why I just, maybe the same thing. I feel like I should stay away and tell, I don't know, whatever time it is or who knows. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if what, if that was right. I just knew yeah. I wasn't good enough leading up to when I got my opportunity. Like, you know, I, I got my opportunity when I should have gotten my opportunity. Cause that's when I felt most comfortable on stage. It's when I felt, you know, just ready to do what I had to do to get in there, you know, both, both on the spot, you know, sets though. That's a, that's a high pressure situation to get thrown up, you know, when Colin has a heart attack and then also to do fucking five minutes on a Friday in front of Esty. That's probably the most nervous I've ever been in stand up. So, so that's the second set. That was the second set. The audition yeah. set or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think it was at 10, 10, maybe nine, maybe it was even early. Yeah. I think it was 10, 10, hot Friday night show. You know, I, I, I think I followed Kevin Brennan, uh, who's yeah. a great comic, but you know, it, it, it's just one of those situations where it's like, all right, sink or swim. Let's see how it goes. You've been working for this. And five minutes is harder than 15 minutes by a lot. By a lot. I'm not good at short sets. I'm a fucking bloviating ass. You know, I, I just can't cut the fat out of my thoughts. So I, I was, when I first got into, um, to New York, New York comedy club, I, uh, I was, she was putting me up at check spots and Mm. I was bombing so hard. (laughs) And I honestly think that's why she moved me to guest spots, (laughs) like to 10 minute guest spots. (laughs) Cause I would do well for some reason late night, I was fine, but like check spots, just terrible. Yeah. And I would come off and I'd be be like, sorry, I don't know, Amy, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't do this. And then I'll, I just started getting like, then all of a sudden it was like 10 minute check uh, guest spots. Check spots are almost like combat. Like it's not, it, it is comedy for sure, but it's like, it's one-on-one. Like you almost have to fist fight your way into their attention span, you yeah. know? So it's, it's a completely different muscle. It's, it's a different energy than I like to go up on stage with. And I started at checks at Broadway comedy club. And that's, I mean, that is a full fucking fist fight, man. You know, you, you got like 200 people, I think 70 of which are separated by like a linoleum fucking moat and, and a giant girder. And it's like, and then straight ahead or everybody where English is their 17th language. And you're like, you know, I'm, you're just up there trying to get your thoughts across. Yeah. And a lot of them, it's their first, like, cause it's near Times Square. So it's a lot, their first comedy show ever. 
Yeah. Right. So even like the etiquette, like at least in New York, it's comedy. It's a lot of like comedy fans who totally. they kind of know like, oh, okay. I mean, it's still difficult to do, but totally. so, so with the, with the, um, you did a first, your first one was an album, right? Yes. The yeah. Yeah. Hour. Full audio. Yeah. Full and we, audio. we, we, uh, we filmed it, but like yeah. I didn't release it as a piece until actually recently, but I was, I cut them into like clips and stuff like that. I, that's okay. I did the same thing. Um, with my first, and then I haven't done any, that's all I've done. That came out last year, late last year. Yeah. But, uh, then the second one you did video mm-hmm. and what's your review of one versus the other? Um, I mean, like, I think so audio, I think I did that at the right time for who, for who was, for who knew about me. And I mean, even still, you know, I, I was on, I am on Sirius a lot. So I do Jim Norton and Sam Roberts a lot. <clears throat> and a lot of those listeners were only familiar with me through that show and through my podcast. So I, at that point, I'm just like a podcast comedian to them. I had no record of my standup because the only TV set I did was like access you know, I, I yeah. haven't Comedy Central has never booked me for a TV spot. I got booked for a late night, but that that weirdly got ghosted and completely went away. You know, so I have not had a lot of opportunity to perform on television. So I was like, you know what? I got to just at least get something down because I can't wait for these fucking opportunities. So I did the hour album with 800 pound gorilla and they were they were really great at like kind of locating people who might be interested in my kind of comedy. And uh you know, because of that, I've gotten a ton of spins on Pandora and, you know, it, it did really well. And then for the visual, you know, I did the project, I did the audio first and I can't, you can't just stay stagnant and release the same type of shit every single time. So you got to grow and you got to give people a different look. So I knew I wanted to do a visual special. I also knew I wanted to make it a little bit different because I still have delusions of grandeur that some network is going to, you know, back my next hour and put out an hour proper and, you know, really, really verify me (laughs) as an artist. Which is so unnecessary now. Of course. But, you know, so I did, I put out like 31, 32 minutes of stand-up comedy on this special with interstitials from my favorite comedians of all time telling the story of how I got into the cellar, which was Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, Bobby Kelly, Keith Robinson and Rich Voss. I basically had a tough crowd reunion on my fucking special and they're five of my favorite comedians ever. And I got them to straight to camera, just absolutely trash me, which is, you know, in between stand-up jokes. I think that's the best. It's great. Yeah. And it is, you're right. I mean, the, the idea of moving it, always doing something a little more, yeah. Um, and you released it as an audio also, right? Or no? I did. So I was hoping, you know, and I think it did push people towards the full hour because, because the standup on the, on the special was only 32 minutes. I think I had like 59 or something like that on the album. So I had 27, 28 new minute, you know, a half hour of extra material that people have never heard onto the, on the record. So I was hoping that the special would act as almost like a business card. And then I would start rolling out the individual clips that would also act as like, you know, bring attention to both the audio and the visual. And it's like, it's all just a constant onslaught of fucking content. And it's, you know, nauseating to have to think that we are now marketers, but I mean, you got to position yourself, you know, but if if you're writing new material all the time, like it's better than I, I I know people, I want to say 10 years older than us, maybe 15, who are spend 10 years waiting for someone to give them, they have the material, they have the the hour and they're waiting for someone to give them a special or like, I don't want to be on Amazon. I want to be on Netflix or whatever it might be and waiting. And I tend to go think the other route, which is when it's ready, just do it. And that's why I want to talk to you. That's why I loved what you did. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I also don't, I don't know if, if there's a market, for any network to pick me up at the moment. So what I was hoping for is that this would create the market is that this would show people that, you know, I I'm a really strong standup. I'm also a pretty decent writer in terms of full projects because the whole thing, you know, it's, it's like, it plays like a movie almost. It's ridiculous. And I wrote the beginning the opening sketch, the whole story. I got the ideas for the interstitials. I helped with the editing process. Like I was hands-on the entire thing. So I wanted to show that I could also produce like, you know, some really high quality shit as well. Yeah. It's great. And the other thing is everyone is now like, didn't Hannibal just release straight to YouTube? Yeah, he did. Like yeah, everyone's my, just taking their hour, skipping everybody and be like, here's you yeah, just putting it on YouTube. You know, I mean, you know, it, people are it, people understand me. You know, somebody like Hannibal, I'm sure he can make a lot of money from the ad money. And also he's going to make 
you know, make it all back on touring and people are going to rediscover him and people that, you know, whatever. It's just an easy access to his material. So I, I only think it's going to help him. Yeah, but I, yeah, all, yes. And also like to everyone, it's the same. If yours, right. as long as it looks good, which yours looks awesome, mm. then yours is, yours looks awesome on YouTube. Someone who could, who should, whatever, might've done the last one on Netflix and now is doing it on YouTube. It looks like the same thing. Yeah, totally. So like, because at that point he probably has a relationship with the same production company. So he's basically doing a Netflix special for YouTube. It's yeah. the same, it's the same exact shit. He did it at a theater. I think like it looks unreal. Is it? Yeah. yeah I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Well, I just heard about it. So yeah. cool, man. How do people watch uh, your special and how do they get, how do they get uh, your album? So it's a uh, youtube.com slash Mike Cannon comedy. The special is called life begins. If you also search Mike Cannon life begins, that'll come up. Uh, on social media, I'm at I am Mike Cannon, and there I have that link tree thing. There's links to both the visual special as well as the full hour audio streaming uh, as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for doing it, man. Hey, um, one, 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 who's going to have the first special in a parking lot? That's what I want to know over here. Who's going <laughs> oh, to be the brave comic who does that? They're film? doing that. Comedy Dynamics is doing uh, that. Are they? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're fucking filming like four specials or something like that oh, outside. I didn't get a call. These sons of bitches. Turner, come on. Comedy Dynamics put out my uh, album, these (laughs) bastards. I think uh, Burt Kreischer is also doing a tour, so he's probably filming and going to release some shit for that, too, I would assume. I guess some, yeah. somebody's got to get the it's 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 like a race to do all the Corona jokes. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Who's going to be the voice? Who's going to? So then you can say everyone's story your material. Yeah. Right exactly. Great. Right. All right. Well, thanks for doing it, man. I will Hi, see man. you back in New York City. Yes, yes sir. Thanks, Thank you both for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, Cap. Let's get Stick to the, to the uh, get to the news. All right, play the music. Mike Cannon, everybody. What a dude. What? A, yeah, that was great. He's. Uh, I love anybody who's supporting the Queen's economy like he is, making it happen. Queen's New York, not the Queen <laughs> of England, whatever, right? No. Anti those people. Actually. She loves outdoor comedy, I heard. She's a big fan. She's You're right. It. Buckingham I, Palace. I bet they're doing social distance stand-up comedy shows right now. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the news, Kaplan. First yeah, news story got? of the week comes from today.com what a website name i think it's like today show the today show oh i thought i've been like these people nailed it (laughs) somebody back in like the early internet days copyright that is bought today they're like today.com i'll take that what a genius i knew a guy randy hedges uh we knew knew him as wispy mustache back in china and he had a lot of issues but he was uh like a 60 year old english teacher and his website I mean, his email address was randyteacher at yahoo.com. Oh, genius. And I was like, that guy got it early. He got it early. early, First news story comes from today.com. Alabama students hold at University of Alabama students hold COVID-19 parties with prize for first person to get coronavirus. How about that? That's that's you know these kids today. They're Harvard of the South, they call it down there. Harvard of the South. Well, they're all trying to get it now because they want to. They they're probably going to be back on campus. Like they're actually going to have college probably in the fall because it's Alabama. So they want to get it now, get it out of the way, and get back get back to life. No. Yeah, I guess so. It's not about it. Yeah, these Harvards, uh, those dirtbags. They're not Harvards. Canceled all classes, but making everyone pay full price. They're they're essentially sitting on Zoom. And then have yeah. to pay full, have to pay sixty grand a year, whatever. Yeah, it might why be. can't you just let anybody into cl- college? Like, why is there an acceptance rate? If you think about it, once you get to the online stage, just like open it up. Especially I, I if you're still allowed to to charge sixty, whatever, however much it goes. Wasn't Columbia's eighty thousand dollars a year yeah. now to go? Yeah, there. but you're paying for the name. It's just so you can put in the resume. So that's what you get. You get the Harvard Zoom name. But uh, I but mean, yeah, Harvard it, at this point, it's like go to junior college for a semester, for a year, you know, and then transfer into wherever. If, if I'm going to Harvard and I'm paying 80 grand, I need to put it needs to be in my contract that I get into the Zol- the skull and bones Zoom parties. 
I need to be skull and bones zoom version in the secret society. Yes, I need at least a cabinet position when I get out of college. That's what I need. But I don't know. Down in Alabama, listen. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Do what you want. It's well, obviously it's like, not you know, a great like idea, it's like those but... measles parties they used to do when like this is basically very primitive. Didn't they used to do that like in our parents' generation where you just like I don't know or or they still do that? People just have measles parties who don't believe in vaccines where they just like throw everyone together and. Probably. I mean, here's the thing. What's the difference between this? Uh, these Alabama students hold, sitting having a party where they all get Corona and uh, what the NBA is about to do in Orlando? To me, well, it feels I, like the exact same thing. <laughs> I don't think so, because I, they're trying the NBA players. Uh, the NBA is trying not to get it. Yeah, now, but how, how hard it. are they trying? These guys are all rubbing up against each other for uh, yeah, but 48 minutes. Off. This is the other way around. This is like we are going to to uh you're saying like the first one like i wonder what the prize is actually that's the thing it's just this prize what's your, what do you think is a good prize like a ventilator Kaplan, or- Kaplan, let me let me put this a different way you know how they always say that the, 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 the republicans and the democrats the main difference is that the the, the democrats screw you and the republicans screw you but they tell you they're gonna screw you right is, is that's that the what main they difference? say that's what the, the only difference between these students and the 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 nba is that these kids tell you they're trying to get corona and the NBA tells you they're trying to play basketball for the entertainment. Well, meanwhile, they're just trying to make a bunch of money. And but you know what? You know who's the big winner is if you go to a party. Like, you know, every time you have a theme party, you got to think ahead. If you're a guy who has trouble hooking up, you can, this is the best party. You go to a party. You go up to a girl. Well, definitely no one's hesitant. wearing condoms, right? Right, But no, you just go. She's hesitant about making out with you. And you say, look, you want to be the first person to get COVID? I got COVID. True. I'm not going to tell, tell anybody. I already have it. You I have it now. Win the trophy. And then, then you win. She makes out with you. you. Even if you don't have it, what are you? You're gonna get me tooed for that. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> she's already at fault. There's no you can't get problem for lying. It's like when that like lying about job or anything. It's the same. It's a new generation's. Uh, you know, uh, uh, lying about a bank account or. Uh, I'm just yeah, excited so. that now uh, we get to bl- blame stuff like blame the younger generation. The the millennials are now like the, we're out. The millennials are oh, no longer the yeah. they're no longer the scapegoats for everything. It's now they're no the longer the punching bags anymore. It's the Zoomers. They're exactly. the real problems. There's been videos. I don't know. Did you see that video of like Fire Island that went around? That's the thing. Like people look down on like Alabama, but we should be. Oh, all the gay guys on Fire Island. All of these yeah. gay Zoomers are like partying. <laughs> I mean, I think they were young gay guys. So that's why I'm calling them Zoomers. Maybe the gay Zoomers are out there. And they're man. all on Fire Island, like at a party. Like there are problems. No masks. Everyone's super close to each other. Yeah. Not so only like, that, but there's guys posting. There's these gay Zoomers posting that they they're bragging <laughs> that they have coronavirus. They went to a gay Zoomer themed party, like a, a, par- a COVID nineteen themed party. The same this thing. one guy's posting. He goes, "I got rid of it. I I got it a week ago, but I'm feeling better today. So now I'm at this party." And then, and then, like an hour later, he's posting like, "Oh no, Corona's coming back!" But he's still at the party. He's dancing around. Oh my god, it's gay zoomers. <laughs> Next story: <laughs> WFMZ Allentown. Our w- favorite. You have radio. to say it properly. WFMZ. WFMZ. <laughs> Machete wielding man charged after threatening neighbors to stop fireworks. The police say. Now this man's a hero. What do you think? This is who I. This is what I. I didn't. I was trying to figure out this whole time what to do. Right. And to get it to make it stop. And I never thought of a machete to make the fireworks stop. Yeah. To make the fireworks stop. I go down because it's like everyone's like nobody wants to actually go down in New York City and confront anybody because it's like that doesn't seem like a good idea. Right. Not (laughs) currently. No. But if I had a machete, it'd be a good idea. I'd probably demand some respect. No, there's a lot of good ideas if you have a machete. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's a great I mean, that's a great way to solve it because it was it's a problem going on all over the place now. I don't know about you, but we're recording this a day after 4th of July or two days after we had a great, I had a great night of sleep last night. There was no fireworks. It was like, Oh really? It was as if I don't want to get carried away because fireworks are already going on again tonight here, Monday night. But it was as if like someone's been on a, you know, when you go on like a real party bender, like you've been just partying every night. And then like 4th of July was like, it was like, if you lead up to like, you're at spring break and that's the last night of spring break. And you're like, I'm going out all night. I don't, I'm kids that were going insane. Yes. Like they were at six in the morning still. Like, I think it's still light out now. Like they're lighting on fireworks at 6 a.m. It was unreal what went on 4th of July. But uh, the good news is they wore themselves out, I think. You get, t- everyone's got to sleep. Everyone needs the rest, right? At some Everyone point. Needs yeah. So the firework guys did, or did take off last night. It was very, I had a great night's sleep. Pancakes was having the shakes because she didn't have any, uh, any of her doggy Valium last night. I think she was sure. like, where's my Valium? 
So, uh, but so I didn't need the machete. Um, but I, I should. Where can I get a machete? Well, for, Cap, I, I don't know. But here's the thing. You know what's interesting is you say that fireworks have finally died down in New York City. I just saw our good friend Larry the Cable Guy posted. He's now complaining about hearing them in Nebraska. It's just the new COVID. It really so is. It's, 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 it's moving from the big cities to the smaller towns. <laughs> Do you think like it'll be the same thing where New York in August will we'll be, we'll be, I'll be sleeping all night. And then in like all those places that laughed at us are going to be blowing up. I think Stop. so. Yeah. Cause he said, he goes fourth of July, fine. Fifth of July, whatever. You got a couple left. He goes by the sixth, the sixth of July through August 1st. Now you need to go to jail or something like that. I don't know what he said. Yeah. But he's on your a, side. He's joining the party. And I think did you watch, by did the you way, watch the uh, TV I, fireworks, by, the real ones on just to finish. I think you and him would make a great ticket. That's the ticket for the people. Kaplan, that's a national ticket. Kaplan and, and Larry the Cable Guy for the new... The, let's go national with this party. Who cares about city council? We could be the new Kanye West. We get yes. to the presidential race. Larry the Cable Guy is putting his hat in the ring. Yeah. But how's the fireworks bound down there in Virginia? Is it a... Not, not, not a, a whisper of them. We had great ones on 4th of July, but none before, none after. And uh, now I'm making my way back. Last story of the week. Let's get to this, Cap. Bloomberg, our good friend, old Mike Bloomberg and his company, says... Uh, good old Bloomberg. China confirms case of bubonic plague in Inner Mongolia. Now, here's what I think. <laughs> First of all, there's a lot of things here. First of all, that bubonic plague is probably a little bit. You know, that's been around for what since the? I mean, I think it's also called the century, Black. Century, I believe. Yeah, since you know, long, but the Knights of the Round Table and the Square Table, any kind of table, the, any way back tables. It's been around. I mean, you know, it's been so. Jews were being blamed for that, like six hundred, seven hundred. Blamed for that, and it's, so what I people think, forgot about. It, it, they, people forget how many things they blamed them yeah. for, and um, so anyway, I think that the, the bubonic plague, much like you know Michael Jordan, he decided that uh, all. <laughs> LeBron James, he was getting all this. Oh, maybe LeBron's the best player in the world. Yeah. What's coronavirus the best is LeBron. It's debate. It's least debatable. That's what people were saying. And Jordan said, it is not debatable. I'm going to release the last dance. You're going to see my entire career while you're all in quarantine. He might have caused the quarantine. Who knows? Just so he could get everyone to watch. And uh, and then it's no longer a debate. Everyone now knows. So oh, wait. So, so you're saying is the, is the bubonic plague the last dance? Of plagues, like it's, yes. it's the great. It's it's just the, it's the, it's the indisputable go to plague. It came back to tell us who's boss. Yeah, it is the plague. Like whenever you talk about plague through history, like I keep learning about new like time periods, like in the 16th this corona century, Italy. Is nothing. It's got nothing on the black plague on the yeah. And I'm reading plague. about. You read about all these. There's a lot of great ones. A lot of Oscar Robertson plagues and Connie Hawkins of plagues and. But there's only one Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> who's the Clyde Drexler of? Was there like a rival plague? The bubonic plague just crushed. Just I have no idea. I mean, it's not <laughs> Corona's nowhere. Yeah, co sure, Corona's bigger than swine like, flu. Than the, Corona's uh, like LeBron. It does. It's got a lot. It doesn't have the killer instinct that the bubonic plague had. It not. So, it doesn't it, have it. It didn't. It doesn't talk trash. It doesn't play. Yeah. It, <laughs> so the bubonic's back, and it's back yeah, in a big I, way, and it's ready yeah. to tell everyone who's boss. And frankly, we probably need to make use of the Great Wall again. Right. And why do original. I say that? Not to keep out China. China's doing fine. Inner Mongolia. That's where it's coming from this time. Well, why did they build the Great Wall to keep out the Mongolians? So they were on top of this. They were trying to keep out Genghis Khan in the first place. So, yeah, they did this a long time ago. And I think this is like, hey, China, build that thing tall. What is it? 20 feet tall now? Let's put nets up. Let's make it 100 feet. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Are there any people who go over that wall historically? I've been over <laughs> the wall. A, I mean, climbed over it like to break in. I remember oh, to break in. No, I like, remember once. No. Um, what's who's the who's the uh, 1980s magician guy? What was his name? Copperfield. David Copperfield. David Copperfield. I remember he went through it one time. It was like mm. a TV special. He walks through the Great Wall. But no, I believe. Well, here's the problem with the Great Wall is it it, it, went, it was over 2000 years long. And China is very proud of this. And they always tell you on the tours. They go, oh, it stretches for over 2000 miles. And it took over 2000 years to build like that's. Like, and I'm going, it's a mile a year, you know? Yeah. So if you're Genghis Khan, you're going, well, let's just go a mile down the road. It's not done yeah. yet. You know? So, every, so you're saying so you, you can get around it. You can always tunnels? go around. You have 2,000 years to adjust. Yeah. Each time it's just an extra mile. So 
They I, didn't build it I, fast enough. I think that the president Xi or whoever, if we want to play, you just got to do the Trump thing. Dictator Xi. Just go. It's going to go away. It's not. It's the bubonic plague. It's been around for what? Proof, like say. magic. What? What does the who say? What does the WHO say about it? It's. It's not that bad. It's. Do we even any evidence? You can. You can. It's. It's contagious. We don't know if it's contagious. So much we don't. We don't know anything about it. And I know for a fact that masks don't help. Masks don't plague. help. Yeah, and so. by summertime, listen. The the heat will kill it. <laughs> It'll be gone. Maybe maybe vodka and uh, saunas. I would be will excited though if I joked about it earlier. But if they if the bubonic plague picks up a little bit and they start blaming, they find some people find a way to blame the Jews like they blamed this for the, the original. <laughs> that would be cool. That's like old school. That's you like, like old that? school. Yeah, I'm sick of all this news. We're getting blamed for things that are ridiculous. So I would like to get you know go back to the roots. So. There you go. All right. Well, that's it. That's the episode, Cap. Uh, you can no, uh, check out rats. Mike Cannon. Check out his special, Light Begins. It's great. It's free. It's on YouTube. You guys are going to love it. And uh, check me and out. Check Get us my- while you're on YouTube. Check us out. Check out Lost in America on YouTube. Get my album, Turner Sparks, live from the Friars Club. Uh, I haven't talked about this yet, but, but Unsolved Mysteries, Cap. It's number one. It's trending right now on Netflix. Go ahead and check out my bit. On Unsolved Mysteries, I recorded in September of last year. A little, I knew oh, wow. what was coming. How about that? I need to make that go viral. Make it go viral. That's it, Cap. From uh, Let's see. What should we do? All right, Randy Kaplan just stormed into the studio, and she's telling me I should tell everyone I'm going to get lost. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs>